We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay, ready? what you know and it's about a time when you get yourself in we I want to know something she's a thing about everyone you need it. I hold in it, things are rude and brown now. I have a senior woman, you, hey. It's a ratio. Okay, though. It's a ratio. Okay, though. That might be the best question I've ever been asked. You're a phenomenal person. I mean, you legendary. I am a fan of you, my brother. We built Spill. Our buildings built for Black communities, for queer communities, other marginalized groups. You come to Spill, you're going to see Black people, queer people flourishing. <laughs> that is... That is a core part of the mission, uh, but it is not literally we are excluding everybody else. If you are down for that mission, if you are interested in discussing culture in real time, still is open to you as well. And that those were the use that I those were the words that I used that I could understand how in the context of everything, if people um, hadn't heard from me before, hadn't read the articles that we've been putting out for the last seven months, uh, it might be like, well, what's going on here? Um, but I would also say that. The, the reason I put out that video was because we needed to make sure that everybody was being respected in the community, right? We don't have to, like, Spill is a very black space, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's part of the mission, and that's intentional, of course. And that is our intention to continue to grow and build this as a black space, as a queer safe space, right? For sure. But other people are going to join, and we need to treat them with respect as well. That's Alfonso Terrell, a.k.a. Fonz, the co-creator, co-founder of Spill, which to me is the most exciting new social media platform I've seen in a long time, largely because it is aimed at, focused on black and brown and queer creators, marginalized people, the people who drive culture. And it is so exciting to be on Spill. It's in beta now, but stick with me. I'm going to get you in there. Because when I go on Twitter nowadays, and by nowadays, I mean the last several years, I find myself triggered and angered and depressed. And it is not giving me any good feelings. And being on Spill the last few weeks, it's just a bunch of black people. 
and they're exuberant and they're happy and they're sharing positive ideas and positive affirmations. And it is uplifting and it is a fun social media space that is black, that is brown, that is queer safe, and that is lifting your spirit. When do you say that about social media? Look, Spill has been in beta the whole time so far. It's invite-only beta. So maybe a lot of you haven't experienced it yet. I'm going to get you in there. You need a code to get on Spill? Do this. The code is Spill Mob, S-P-I-L-L-M-O-B. Use that, check out Spill, and check out my conversation with the co-founder of Spill, Fonz, on Touré Show. How are you? I am well. I am well. We're all a little tired, <laughs> as you can imagine. I haven't well, slept much. <laughs> well, yeah, take take me into a day in the life of a founder of a social media startup. I know you said earlier, I may not sleep for the rest of the year. Mm. Like, are mm. you, and there's 10 people who work for Spill? Less. Less. Yeah. Less than 10. What it, What yeah. is your day like? My day. Wow. Um there's no standard day. There's no, you know, routine with this at all. I think we, you know, I think any founder can relate to this too, that you sort of set out with a, you know, distant shore ahead and you're like, we're going this way and here's our plan and, you know, best laid plans as, as is uh, famously known, never go according to. And so, uh, but honestly, it's it's been so much fun, um, you know, coming from an experience where, you know, I was working in social media for Twitter for three years and I did social media for pretty much the last like 15 years at major brands and stuff. And, you know, that's that's a wild space too. you never know when something can kind of pop off or there's an opportunity to sort of dive in. Uh, but startup life. Mm whole other thing so is it we, like you're in the emergency room is it like you're in the fire department <laughs> like is is a fire is constantly burning like what's what's the deal it's no it's a great actually building a city is not a bad metaphor okay. i would say because you're trying to do it all i was using the metaphor of like building a house where it's like you know you're laying the plumbing the electrical people are trying to move in you know you're building the roof <laughs> as people are you know trying to find shelter all of these things yeah, you're really doing it all at once. Um, but I think it all starts with a vision, right? You have to have a vision and understanding kind of who you're building for, what you're building for, and what is the problem you're trying to solve. Well, let's go. What What is the vision? Yeah, the vision. Spill. Um, really, the vision is to become the next great place to discuss and discover culture worldwide. That's what we've been saying pretty much from the beginning. And I think we all know that. There's other places that, you know, that has existed online in various forms, um, but it really hasn't been built by people who, you know, are the culture drivers themselves and, you know, understand how culture moves in the space. And so we really wanted to build something that really hasn't been seen before that, of course, centers black folks, queer folks, other marginalized groups who are always driving the the new lexicon the new trends the new dances whatever uh but getting the most hate right getting you know not getting credited you know not getting rewarded uh the way we should and so that's really the vision is to build a next generation social platform that's the de facto place to discuss and discover culture 
I've been in the spill world for several weeks now. It's mm -hmm. joyful. It's it's <laughs> it's uplifting, right? Tw Twitter yeah. is constantly triggering and bringing me down, right? Like I go into spill and there's so much joy and it feels like kind of like being on the yard at HBCU. Everybody mm -hmm. is happy and they feel affirmed and seen but you are at an infancy stage as far as, yes. can you say how many people are on Spill right now? So we have over at this moment, 175,000 people who've created accounts on the platform. It's it's growing every day. And yeah, we've only been um, available. And again, this is a, a beta. I want to stress that for uh, folks who may not be familiar with that term, beta just means in startup world that we're testing. You know, we're learning, we're trying to get people in there to help us, you know, validate some of these ideas and these theses that we had that if, hey, if we built a platform that centers black folks, queer folks, other marginalized groups from the beginning, you know, wouldn't that make an incredible experience, something that we really haven't seen before? And so beta is just testing. So we have over 175,000 beta testers on the platform right now. I feel like Black Planet is the only other group that ever tried to do this. Is that right? You know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of other entrepreneurs who have looked at this problem because this is a persistent problem, right? Yeah. Like getting, you know, Black folks online, queer folks online, women online, getting abuse is, you know, been since the, been there since the beginning of the internet, right? So there's been a lot of other folks that I know have tried to make, you know, attempts to solve this problem because it's a worthy problem to solve. And I think Black Planet, you know, uh, credit to those teams out there. I think, you know, those are the early days of social media. It was more like message boards yeah. and profiles and more MySpacey. Um, you know, they, I think they created something that a lot of people found value in. Um, but yeah, we're in a very different era, right? Yeah. We have... 15, 20 years of social media <laughs> under our belt right now. We know that this is not just cute little websites. You know, this is really powerful. This is the most powerful form of media that exists today, in my opinion. And so we're trying to build on those learnings from the last 15, 20 years to make something better. Do you have a target of when you will, well, just so I understand the language, you're in beta. What would be, mm -hmm. what would you call the next stage when it's open to everybody? Yeah, so we're in what we call invite-only beta. So it's um, obviously you need a code to get access to Spill, and that's not to not to gatekeep, <laughs> as some no. people have speculated or anything. It's just to manage the inflow. And so the next step would be an open beta where anyone can download the product, try it out for themselves. There's no invite codes needed, and so we're aiming towards. I, I'm learning very, <laughs> I'm learning very good lessons about not giving specific dates because building technology all kinds of interesting things can happen along the way. But uh, our aim is for later this year to be an open beta where anyone can download the product. So, I mean, the big question, so, so you won't say, you don't want to say by December we'll be open to <laughs> no. like, who, we don't know. We're still working this out. Yeah. We're building yeah. the plane as we fly it. So we don't know when we're going to get there. Exactly. And, and for context, you know, we have been, um, my co-founder and I, you know, Dvaris uh, Brown, we met at Twitter four years ago. We started on at Twitter at the same, on the same day. You know, we were the only couple of the only few black folks in our new hire group. You know, this is common in tech. And we were like, all right, we're going to be homies. And, and, and it turns out we just have really complimentary skill sets. Um, but when we, you know, decided to really do this, you know, I got laid off part of the first wave of the Elon, <laughs> you know, cutbacks and everything last November. Um, that was really when we, you know, began. So this whole endeavor is 
about eight months old. This is wow. infancy. And our goals, um, I just have to say, you know, when we announced this, you know, the idea of Spill, there was no product, there was no screens, there was no nothing back in December of last year. We would have been happy with like, you know, two, 3,000 people being like, hey, they worked at Twitter, I'll give it a shot, you yeah. know. 50,000 people in a week joined our wait list. You know, every time we have, you know, taken a step forward with this, you know, endeavor, it's always exceeded our expectations. The demand has blown us away. Our goal was to be at 100,000 people, you know, new members signing up by the end of this year. That was our goal by the end of the year. And we're like double that almost, <laughs> you know, and in July we've had, you know, the, the invite only beta, like it's not easy to get this, you know, get into spill right now. And it's, you know, uh, it's been incredible. You know, we've been out for, you know, a little over four weeks. So this continues to be an adventure that, uh, is teaching us and, um, you know, causing us to have to reinvent our, you know, you know, vision even, you know, for what this can be and should be. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. One of the big questions that I've been having is how do you keep it black? Because it feels mm -hmm. very black as I move through spill now. But when you totally. get to open and anybody can join, 
how, is there a way that you can keep it black and queer and focused on marginalized folks? Well, yeah, I think a couple of things. So first, this is our mission as a company, right? I think it starts there. Um, we are always going to have as our core at Spill to center black folks, queer folks, other marginalized groups. So no matter how we grow or and, and we will grow and it will expand, you know, I'm sure to areas that we can't even imagine right now. Our ver our values as a company, you know, begin there and will always center there. So I think that matters a lot, you know, especially when you look at ownership of other platforms, right? The intention of the people who are building the thing matters, <laughs> you know, it empowers certain groups to really feel like, okay, this is our space and all of that. So it will always be a core value of Spill. I'd say secondly, um, you know, how we elevate, you know, different things as a brand. You know, last week we did the um, our first sort of live spill activation where we invited everybody to watch the blackening together at the yeah. same time like as a family let's show up and you know uh you know live spill together and and, and chat about it um those are the types of things we're going to continue to do we're going to be at essence fest or afrotech or afro future festivals things of that nature um that will continue again to show that we're centering you know the the communities that we come from and the communities that we we set out to serve um, but yeah, it's not a perfect challenge. You can't gate this stuff. We can't, you know, be like, you know, there's only certain people that can come on the platform right. that's, you know, antithetical to the whole idea of social. But um, it is absolutely going to be a, a mission of ours, you know, uh, period for the future of this company. Can you use the algorithm or train the algorithm to uplift black and brown and queer voices yeah, well, one of the things that we are going to already doing, frankly, is focusing on specific groups of creators. So let's talk about black women, right? Black women over index on heavy social media consumption and media consumption, you know, um, to nth degrees, as we all know, black Twitter was powered by black women, <laughs> you know, black talk, all these different things. So we have been very clear in saying, we are catering, especially in these early days, to helping uplift Black women on our platform. We're designing algorithms that really tailor to the types of topics, the types of you know creative opportunities, the ways in which um, you know. Uh, you know, a great example is a young woman on the platform just yesterday tagged me in um, a new series of colorways that she wanted to pitch us. So she was like, hey, you know, we have these different colors that you can change spill to, as you know, and they're named after different types of tea. So she was like, I've got hibiscus. You know, you guys have hibiscus. I've got chamomile. I've got matcha. I've got butterfly pea. We're going to do this, this, and this. You know, I want to work with you guys on that. And we're reaching out to her and we're going to figure out ways in which to platform her. So I think it's also us listening. And I think that's the biggest difference that people are going to see as, you know, the months and years unfold. You know, this isn't just a once a year you know, the platform throws a party for Black History Month right, <laughs> or right, Pride or right. something like that. We are always going to be in conversation with our audience and dialed into the communities that we're centering to elevate them. I mean, the notion of the live spill around something around the blackening really yeah. takes me back to what I loved about Black Twitter when it was really right. hot. I remember one night coming home and searching around there's really nothing on tv but the image awards are on like 
And you know what, actually, right. I was like, there's nothing on TV. And then I jumped on Twitter and all these people were talking about the Image Awards. So I was like, all right, let me see what's good. And now I'm watching the Image Awards, which is largely boring to me. But because the black Twitter community is joking and right. laughing and inciting and whatever, I'm like, yo, this is this is interesting watching it with all of y'all. So when you can exactly. do a live spill event around something that matters to us, like now I'm really engaged. Exactly. And what we're excited about, what people are going to see in the coming months is we have all these really great features, you know, because that was something that, you know, on Twitter, you know, having worked there, that was hard to coordinate, right? Like people, I don't know if you remember the Beyonce homecoming sure. live tweet. There was like uh, Jasmine Lawson and the Strong Black League crew, crew over at Netflix. They, you know, got Beyonce to retweet, hey, we're going to watch homecoming as a family. And it, it became this big, amazing thing. But like, Twitter as a platform really didn't do anything to like productize that. And so we actually have a product called Tea Parties, which allows people to create these watch parties. And this is coming out probably in the next like couple of weeks or so. Uh, again, I will never promise dates, but coming soon. And that's going to empower people to really coordinate and have these kind of like um, virtual events. And eventually it's going to bleed into IRL as well. You know, so if you're at a concert, you're at a, you know, sporting event, you're, um, you know, just at a conference, you know, and you want to like have that conversation, that second screen experience together with your IRL experience, we're building for all of that. So yeah, it is a special, special thing that was unique um, that we're, that we got as well. I, I want to go into the past, but I'm super interested in the future of Spill. Yeah. Right now, we as users, as spillionaires, are being, <laughs> boy, you laugh when I say it, right? I love, a, I love the spillionaires. I love it. when, so good. <laughs> when you, I am being poised to make a GIF, right? That's what the app is encouraging me to do. I don't need to use a, a, a mm -hmm. picture, but mm -hmm. it makes it super easy to do that. Mm -hmm. Do do you is is this it? Do you see it moving toward? Oh, now you can add video. And so it grows in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the meme formats you're talking about, adding text to an image, to a GIF, to a video, has been a lingua franca of the internet since the beginning <laughs> of, of web browsers, basically. And we've seen this type of culture making and meaning making happen, you know, in so many different ways, but especially for black communities online where, you know, one of my, when I was at HBO, one of our favorite things was watching Game of Thrones with black Twitter, you know, with Dem Thrones and you know, taking all the, you know, like these hilarious sort of scenes and adding total, totally different context to it. It is amazing. Uh, but again, most platforms didn't build for this. And so that's one of the ways in which we were like, let's try this you know it was all a test we didn't know if people would want to do that we also allow you know you can just spill with text right as you know it can be very sure. simple but most people started doing it most of i'd say probably 75 percent of the spills on our platform and contain some form of media mixed with text and you know it's just fun it's super shareable you can you know, you know, sharing memes is a love language. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you're, you know, you got real friends and you're sending you really good memes. And so we wanted to just make that super easy and build for that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're working on other things that are coming down the line. There's some fun stuff with generative AI that's going to make it even easier, especially for like brands and creators who want to do a lot, you know, in real time, but maybe don't have huge teams or don't feel like I'm so funny or I'm so creative. We're going to have tools to help people uh, get involved. I mean, I spend a lot of time on TikTok and on Instagram and mm -hmm. I know, and purposefully not on Twitter anymore. 
it's partly politically, but partly because I feel Elon pushing me out the door. Like, if you don't want to pay for a blue check, then I don't care about you. And we could we could get it more. We I like hear the side. We could get yeah. it into Twitter more. But <laughs> I notice Instagram feels like parallel play, right? Mm-hmm. I am doing something. You are doing something. Are we interacting? Not really. Right, there's not like a lot of retweeting. It's and, the highlights. Yeah, it's the highlights. It's not as much of a conversation. TikTok, yeah. we are having a conversation. Everybody's riffing off of. Let's do a Wes Anderson movie. You right. did it at you know the beach. You did it at your dentist office, whatever. Or I'm <laughs> stitching your comment, and like, how could you yeah. have said that about the strike? We're all jumping on you, whatever. So, do you see spill developing? toward that more we're talking to each because there's not a lot of talking to each other yet but it's a small group right but it's like Mm -hmm. what do you want it to be do you want us to be communicating to each other or more of the parallel play sort of vibe well i definitely i think definitely not just highlights of your life i think as you know you've been on the platform it's uh people are incredibly (laughs) It's hard. It's it's hard to say this, you know, uh, with a straight face, but positive, yeah. right? Like, no, they are. Everybody's like, "Good morning, yeah, Spill family. Good morning, cousins. Good I morning, love it billionaires. The, the spills will be. You I know? love it here. That's the whole. And, spill. You know, it's <laughs> like it, you know, and and there was some some great spills about you know some people being like, "I don't know what to do here," <laughs> and they're just like vibe, you know, just yeah. like vibe, yeah. right? Like yeah. people were just like, you know, I'm I'm on an edible. I'm spilling. You know, I'm like just going down. <laughs> I'm just going going down. Talking about talking about of people that i don't know and it's great you know um so i think you know community is definitely what we're obviously focused on first right we want to create a place where people feel like they belong where it's a sort of core identity that it is you know positive like you said and uplifting and i think positivity quote unquote you know can can seem like obnoxious or you know sort of sort of naive in the space and we're not gonna we're also gonna have our challenges too right as we as we grow and scale but i think if the core identity of the platform is coming to a place where you get to you know be your authentic self really share but also find something to laugh at you know something that lifts you up something that you can relate to um, each day and it and it lifts you up and and you're like man that helped that helped me get through my work day or that that's something funny that I can share with my friend group or things like that then we're we're definitely doing our job um I I definitely feel like conversation in real time conversation when you talked about um you know your experience with you know watching you know there's an event and then there's event when you're you know live tweeting or whatever it was um that i think is something we're really going to shine at because i come from an entertainment background you know hbo showtime and then sony and def jam before that um this is that this is what 95 percent of the conversation online is about it's actually not politics it's actually not you know some of the stuff that gets the most headlines it's like we're talking about the nba finals yeah. we're talking about you know anime we're talking about you know one of my favorite little communities on spill is um uh book spill okay. which is so like you know, delightfully nerdy and, you know, just like, but they are like recommending books for each other. What are you reading? And, you know, they're spilling a picture of the book with the, you know, all this stuff and people are coming back for that. So I think it's about community. I think a lot of, 
especially the younger audiences that are joining the platform. The most active age group on Spill right now is 25 to 30, which you know stands in contrast, yeah, to to where it was at Twitter, where it's more 35 to 45 right now. And I think they are, you know, all the feedback is we missed the community era of social media. All yeah. we got was algorithms and influencers and ads and all that kind of stuff. And not to say that we won't, you know, have some of that at some point, but um, we really want it to be like, I can come here, find my tribe, find the people that are into that super specific thing that we all love and get to know each other that way and, and build relationships. And you foresee us spillionaires getting paid for for the spills. Yeah, that was always something that we set out as a part of our mission, right? We wanted we wanted to accomplish three things. Um, we wanted to make a space that's fun, right? Like fundamentally, you're going to come in there, you're going to have some fun, you're going to see some jokes, people are going to be hilarious riffing off each other. Two, we wanted it to be safer, right? We want, you know, we're building a lot of technology uh, that really hasn't been built before uh, to to make that possible uh, in, a, in a much more effective way than I think anybody's really been as intentional about before. Uh, and then number three, yeah, we wanted people not only to be, uh, you know, rewarded, but also credited, right? That's a, been a big issue, you know, especially with culture makers online and especially black culture makers online and other marginalized groups that, you know, coming up with lexicon, coming up with Riz or coming up with the renegade or coming up with these things. And then suddenly you see it on Jimmy Fallon and it's not the people who authored it at all. And then it has to become this whole thing. This happens constantly, right? And there's no perfect systems for that yet, but I think the platforms have a lot of responsibility to be intentional about that. And that's something that we're being intentional about from Jump. So it's both credit, but it's also getting rewarded. That Those are two things we are deeply working on right now. I can use the N-word, right? I can write nigga on spill, right? You can. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> well, let's let's talk about it. Um, you know, owned speech, owned language is an important part of the Black experience, period. And of course, it's got to be part of Black experience online, right? We can't say we're, you know, catering, you know, to our community if we are trying to, like, limit our language in a way that when we're using it in a way that's like, in, you know, term of endearment or at least Communal. positive, right? Yeah. Communal, right? So that... That is different than somebody else who's not, you know, using, you know, who's not licensed. Let's yeah. call it that way yeah. to use that type of terminology because it's not their lived experience or, you know, it's it's being used as a way that's, you know, at, at minimum ironic, at worst, you know, they're being, it's hate speech, right? Yeah. We don't tolerate any of that. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive. 
T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash Toray. Thrivemarket.com slash Toray. On March 16th, 2000, two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta. Jamil Alamine, a Muslim leader and former black power activist, was convicted. But the evidence was shaky, and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial. My name is Mosi Secret, and when I started investigating this case in my hometown, I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, I don't know if you saw, because you came out with a video that was like, you know, be good, respect the house, respect mm-hmm. the crib, be good to your fellow mm-hmm. billionaires. And you made the point, this is for everybody. And I read that as, oh, he's saying it's for us, right? Because usually when we say mm-hmm. it's for everybody, that means it's for us, right? And right. at least one creator on, black creator on TikTok was like, well, wait, I don't know if you saw this. He was like, well, I thought it was for black people, but number one, he said it was for everybody. And number two, is he even black? And I'm like, wait, is, is something wrong with my black radar? Because I'm like, I <laughs> assumed he was black the first time I saw him. Why are you even asking the question? So that yeah. kind of threw me off. But a lot of people saw that and were commenting on that. And so, you know, when you say it's for everybody, you mean it's for us. Well, let me, yeah, let me clarify a couple of things just for the record. So first, yes, I'm black. I know I'm a, I'm a light bright. <laughs> Mark Brown is light bright. We're black. Um, our team you is grow up? majority black. Um, I was born in North Carolina, grew up in the Northeast, Massachusetts, little small little towns. Wait, where uh, in Massachusetts? In Amherst, Massachusetts, I mostly. About Amherst? Kind of, you know, you know, a little crunchy, liberal, small, <laughs> small little liberal college town. You yes, know, yes, yes. Shout out, shout out to Amherst. Um, but yeah, I, and then I moved to to New York for college, and uh, was in Brooklyn for many, many years. So where in, in Brooklyn? In some, uh, Crown Heights, mostly. Yeah, okay. Crown Heights and Flatbush. Okay, yeah, that was that was like my. I think you know when you find your adopted hometown, sure. like Brooklyn. Yes, that's that's me. Like that was the you know, yes. just walking around there and being able to see people that look like me everywhere, and yes. you know, everybody's creative and everybody's just you know, it's a vibe. I mean, vibe. in many ways, Spill is kind of the Brooklyn of social media. Oh, <laughs> you know? Hell like, yes, it is. It definitely <laughs> like, is. Y'all can go to Times Square, go have fun over there, but you know, this is where the vibes are. But the um, team is black. Yes, we are almost. I won't say. A hundred percent, but yes, we are majority black. We've been very intentional about not just, um, you know, saying who we're building for and, you know, me and Davaris obviously coming from these communities, but like intentionally making sure that who's building the platform, you know, reflects the communities that we are here to serve. So black folks, queer folks from uh, our team, our lead vendor, you know, shout out to Mac, uh, sorry, our lead funders, Black, uh, Mac Venture Capital, Black-owned firms, shout out to Marla Nichols and and Charles King and everyone over there. Uh, many of our vendors are Black and or queer. We're, we're very intentional about how we're doing all this. So let me clear all that up. So yes, we are that. I think I'll give you more context. And I think this was tough for people because it was probably the first time many of them were like seeing me in this moment, right? So we have all these, you know, people uh, over the July 4th weekend, right? Discovering spill and, you know, obviously black Twitter is hype, but it was much broader than that, right? Like you said, TikTok, you know, LinkedIn was, was buzzing, you know, all these people were like, oh, what's, what's going on over here? And I think there was you know, some misunderstandings from some headlines that we didn't write that we had made spill exclusive to 
black as in nobody who isn't black could get access to the platform which was incorrect right and there's a difference for building something for a community and i'll be again super clear we built spill our buildings bill for black communities, for queer communities, other marginalized groups. You come to spill, you're going to see black people, queer people flourishing. <laughs> that is that is a core part of the mission. Uh, but it is not literally we are excluding everybody else. If you are down for that mission, if you are interested in discussing culture in real time, spill is open to you as well. And that those were the use that I those were the words that I used that I could understand how in the context of everything, if people um, hadn't heard from me before, hadn't read the articles that we've been putting out for the last seven months. Uh, it might be like, well, what's going on here? Um, but I would also say the, the 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 reason I put out that video was because we needed to make sure that everybody was being respected in the community, right? We don't have to like spill is a very black space, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's. And that's part of the mission and that's intentional of course and that is our intention to continue to grow and build this as a black space as a queer safe space right for sure but other people are going to join and we need to treat them with respect as well and that was the point of the message and i think that got a little tripped up for folks so i understand you know that this is new right we don't the black founders going back to your startup point Less than 2% of all venture capital goes to black founders. We don't get a lot of this. And then talk about black women. It's a fraction of that fraction. 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 It's insane. Yeah, yeah. So I promise y'all, like, you know, we we know exactly what's going on. But I want to make clear that, you know, the intention was Spill is a community where whoever's there, respect them. Yeah. Right? If you aren't into, as we like to say, if someone's not your cup of tea, we have block functions. You don't have to follow them. Curate your own experience. Totally fine. But uh, respect. So you bring up the VC point, which I think is really mm -hmm. valuable because there's a lot of people who have their own dreams and their own companies they want to mm -hmm. build. And getting, mm -hmm. you know, you guys got two, three million dollars from folks. I'm sure you maybe mm -hmm. gotten some more. So just how does one go about, I have an idea and yeah. getting a couple million dollars from the VC community to start making it happen. That is hard for black and brown folks. And you have done that. So what 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 advice do you have for other folks who want to do something, not necessarily social, but just something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And this is, again, one of the things that we um, want to model, right, is not coming from a place of lack in these spaces, but we're pioneering. We really are. I, I really look at what's happening now and we're not the only you know black owned startups that are you know doing amazing things you know slutty vegan you know yeah. shout out to pinky and yeah. you know um so you know squire Saint Laurent, you know all these companies who are you know on their way to like incredible valuations and, and businesses that really serve the, the communities and all that but um it started with being a master of our domain i you know just to Toot my own horn a little bit. Yeah, I've been doing this social thing at a high level for a long time. Yeah, you know, I am not new to this, and my co-founder Devaris has been building and scaling really complex um, technological systems. Whether it was cloud software for Microsoft, or he was uh, the PM at Visco building that when they had that moment, and when he came to Twitter, he was doing the same thing. So we were masters of our domain, you know, from jump and that's really where it starts and then you know it's really just understanding that you know in these environments 
you know, networking is everything, right? Mm-hmm. So we we try and keep an open door and we want to, you know, really not just be an example, but also be a, a leg up, um, you know, for all black founders, you know, minority founders, female founders to come in and flourish, not just on spill, but with us. So that's a big piece of it. It's the networking, right? You have to get out there and talk to people. And that's really hard for our communities, right? There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of us. Where do you find us? Right. So yeah, you have to really hunt and search, but that's again, a reason why we're building platforms like spill. And then I think the third thing is, you know, just understanding that, you know, you're going to need to build more than anything, right? Ideas are great, but it's all about making. And that's the one thing that I've learned over the past eight months that if we had just let Spill be this, you know, couple of slides in a deck (laughs) and all of that, we don't arrive at this moment. We had to build, we had to put ourselves out there and get feedback. And I know it might seem like we just had like a, you know, sort of an explosive moment a couple of weeks ago, but we've been at this for over eight months, testing and learning and getting feedback and people telling us, oh, oh you know, that's not and a very long continue. time. <laughs> I know, relatively speaking, but again, our experience for the 10, 15 years doing this before, yeah. and then just knowing that, as you said, we are just at the beginning of this journey. This is going to continue for years on into the future. And we know we're going to have to continue to get that feedback. I think that's that's the pathway. Um, but yeah, it's not easy at all. I mean, one thing you were able to do that, uh, that somebody who wants to go to the VC community and get money needs to be able to do state a problem that the exactly. VC will understand is a problem and then how you will solve that problem. hundred percent. And again, going back to the building piece, it's, it's proof points, right? Like we, we were able to raise because we put our, you know, we put our vision out there which takes just courage and guts, right? It's, it's nerve. You know, it. you know, anyone who's a creator, who's, um, you know, taken an idea, it's an incredible act of faith, right? This thing that's in your head and let me put it out there and let's see if anybody, one cares, yeah. <laughs> two finds it useful, right? Yeah. You know, cause a lot of people could diagnose the, the, have diagnosed the same problems that we're diagnosing. The problem really isn't that unique. It's, is it the right time? Is it the right team? And is it the right solution technically, you know, to really uh, deliver on it? And that's that's what every pitch boils down to. Um, so focus on those things and have, have great answers and, and you have a good shot. When somebody or a group of somebodies gives you two, $3 million to go fulfill your vision, do you feel immense pressure? Like <laughs> now we oh, yeah. gotta make this happen. Well, and I think this is where for any anybody who's you know contemplating building something from the ground up, I encourage you to get a good co-founder. Yeah, my probably my best decision was choosing and and asking uh, you know the the right person to to do this with me. And and I just want to shout out Devaris and you know the extended network um, that he has because he had done this before. Devaris has raised money for you know startups and you know was a great guide for me and. You know, he was like, this is what you need to know as a CEO. These are the things that you're going to, you know, here's how you set up payroll, all these types of things. And so I would say picking a great co-founder <laughs> is is the first thing. And so when we did raise, it was really helpful to understand that raising money is not a goal, right? You, It's, it's helpful, right? But ultimately, you have to make the thing. 
and have to get out there and get people to use it, yeah. get the feedback, continue to iterate. That's really the victory. So while we were proud of ourselves to be able to do this, you know, um, especially in the time that we were able to raise, right? Like I know relatively it seems pretty fast, but um, yeah, it was incredibly stressful. And in, in February, uh, I my appendix almost burst. I had oh. to have emergency. I had to have emergency surgery. Um, uh, I think. The, it was like a Sunday I had the surgery and by Monday morning we were back on calls, <laughs> taking meetings, all this stuff. Um, it's tough. It's no joke, but I love it. I'm so happy. I would not be, I would not want to do anything else with my life right now. I feel so blessed. So wait, I want to know why you landed on spill, but mm -hmm. also what was the number two choice <laughs> like what 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 just yeah. finished out of the money there was some bad there was some bad ideas there was some bad ideas i'll take credit for most of them um <laughs> you know we talked about spill um as part of you know honestly it all happened very organically uh, uh d and i were actually texting each other this is probably like a couple of nights after the i had gotten laid off and we were like okay we're doing this okay what what do we what is this so, so as soon about? as you got laid off from twitter you were like let's do a let's do our own thing a hundred percent. Literally that night I called him and I was like, November 4th, I was like, we're doing this. It wasn't even, I, I knew I was going to do this. I had just clear conviction. It was just time to build. It was like, I'm sick of seeing the same thing over and over again. It's not going to change unless we change it. You know, it's one of those moments. And um, so I hit D and he was like, all right, let's do it. And wow. so we were talking about everything we were talking about, you know, how do we make it safer, right? We were talking about large language model AI before this was like a buzzword before chat GPT and all that stuff blew up. We were like, okay, there's going to be the big version of that, but who's training it for our community? No one probably let's do that and let's do it with our community, right? Like it only makes sense. So we talked about that. We talked about, you know, creator credit and monetization, all those things definitely being a pillar. And then you have the name. Um, uh, I'll give Devaris all the credit. He came up with uh, Spill. We were tossing around a few other names that... Like what? <laughs> there was, I think there was Say Less was one of them that okay. got tossed around that was okay. like, I was like, oh, you know, but he's like, why do we want people to say less? We want people to say more, you know, and all this stuff. Right, right, right. But I think Spill hit for a couple of reasons. I think that the, the thing that everybody should know, right, is that it comes from the black queer community, right? Like spill right. the tea, spill your truth, all of that. But Devaris actually talked about, you know, Devaris lives in the Bay and we talk about, you know, uh, in the community, putting people onto, you know, real spill, real game, passing along knowledge, passing along wisdom, passing along information that's really critical that can help people really be successful. And that was really the, the depth to it that I was like, okay, cool, because we didn't want it to just, you know, Tea is sort of gossipy and maybe right. it can be a little salacious and, you know, can sometimes have negative connotations. But as you can see on the platform, you know, tea is your truth. Tea is your way to sort of have community and share that information. I mean, you've seen some of these spills now where, you know, um, one of my favorite handles is, you know, for black girls. And it's just these affirmations every day for black women. I think it's one of our most popular, you know, handles on the platform right now. And it's just real spill. You know, it's real game. And that's, that was really where we, um, where, why we landed on the name and why we felt so good about it. What are some of the biggest challenges that would keep you up at night? Like your next six months mm -hmm. keep you, you know, we want to keep growing. We understand 
that's an iceberg. That's an iceberg. We got to get past mm-hmm. that. Whew, where do we start? <laughs> um, I think the number one thing, there's a litany of challenges I could run down, but I'll say that the number one thing that I think is most important for us is to remember that we are just at the beginning of this journey. We're being compared to platforms Pretty. that have had, you know, years to develop. We, you know, uh, massive platforms that are worth billions of dollars and incumbents that are worth trillions of dollars, <laughs> right? That are we're getting compared to as this, you know, startup that's been alive for less than seven months, really only been building, you know, for the last five. Um, and we're in those same conversations, uh, but we have a lot to build. And so I think it's not, you know, over rotating into like, oh my God, blah, 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 you know, cause there's been, there's always these things and these comparisons. So I think it's just staying focused on the mission, focused on our community, continuing to build, blocking out noise, blocking out negativity. Um, that's our biggest challenge is, is staying focused. Take me, all right, let's go back to Twitter for a second, because part yeah. of why I personally was so open about what spill, what is it? I mean, specifically because there was a weekend when Elon was like, you're only going to be able to see 600 tweets or something if you're right. not paying. And then if you're paying, you can see 6,000 a day. I was a heavy Twitter user, like 30, 40 tweets a day was nothing to me. So, I mean, I'm like, you're blocking me and looking at 600. You're basically telling me, get out. Like, what are you doing? And and people are talking. I saw two people talk about spill online and was like, how do I get in? Right. right. So, so, and, and, but I felt even before Elon came, like the game changed, right? There was a time when I, yeah. uh, I enjoyed Twitter and then it became a constant fight and I'm like, I'm not even talking to black people the last several years. I'm not even talking to black people right. really anymore. I'm getting a lot of frogs, a lot of magas. I'm having arguments that I don't want to be having rather than discussions that build that I do want to be having. Um, what happened? What's gone wrong over there? Whew. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things. I'd say first there's, you know, the game has changed, right? Like social media has kind of gone from, you know, you remember like the early 2010s when it was like, like social media is going to save us all, right? <laughs> Everybody was like, we forget that wasn't that long ago. You know, it's a decade of grief now, but, um, you know, it was like post Obama, you know, people were like, oh, social media is, you know, the, you know, enabling revolutions, which oh, is true, right? True, it true. enabled Arab Spring and, yep. you know, Occupy for what that was worth. The obviously Black Black Lives Matter, you know, um, the, you know, Love Wins movement, you know, marriage equality, uh, obviously Me Too, you know, it, especially Twitter, you know, enabled so many of these conversations that were never going to get, you know, the attention they deserved, right? Uh, especially from the mainstream, you know, from media in general, right? And, and Twitter's connection to journalism and to storytelling and to adding that depth I think was was truly singular and unique. Um, and I think it really started with that. I think it started with um, the journalists, right? Um, and the the sort of, you know, folks like yourself. Um, I don't think properly being taken care of, if I'll be honest. And, and when we talk about the term, quote unquote, creator, right? Like mm-hmm. that gets kind of, it's been tossed around for the last five years. It's like, oh, I'm a creator. I want to be a creator. You know, on Twitter, the creators are journalists, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the you know the Phil Lewis's of the world, the, mm-hmm. the youth of the world, you know, the Kara Swishers, all of that. 
And that sort of depth to stories that we never really got before, and especially at the speed that we got, um, starting to get, um, what's the right word, sort of recontextualize it into falsehoods. Like it was so, started to get so difficult to tell the difference between, you know, let's call it what it is, you know, some of the previous administrations, you know, mm -hmm. uh, claims that this is false, right? Like that there's no facts, that there's mm -hmm. like those voices being set against other voices who actually do have the facts, who do this professionally, starting to cloud it in people's minds and not being able to address that. That's, I think, when we really started to see like, okay, this is causing maybe more problems than it's solving. And then I think going down to the last few years, right? Um, you know, Twitter, let's be honest, was never a great business, right? It, okay. it was struggling, you know, and I think when you look at contemporaries like Meta and, you know, all that stuff, um, you know, it was difficult. There was always, you know, has been documented, you know, activist investors trying to take it over <laughs> and people trying to, you know, remove senior leadership. And, you know, it just, it was really difficult, I think, to run a stable organization. So I think all those things contributed to, you know, when Elon arrives, right? A lot of the things that he pointed out were correct, right? The platform did have some issues, but I don't think he's helped. No, no. <laughs> those issues, <laughs> respectfully. No, well, I, <laughs> I mean, he's exacerbated you know, them. It, it, well, let's go a little deeper in, in this because I think at some point I realized, you know, as a writer, I'm always like, you know, how can I be clear? How can I make sure my idea gets into your mind what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say? And at some point I realized on Twitter, I have to have a higher bar. I have to. I can't just write something that I think you'll understand. I have to write something that you won't misunderstand, right? Because right. there's purposeful yeah. mis. Twitter became, if I tweet, I love sunrises, and people will be like, "Why do you hate sunsets?" I didn't say that, but that's where right. that's what you're getting, and I have to militate against that and be like, "I also love sunsets," and like, well, now I've said nothing because I'm just saying right. everything is great. So now you nothing has been said. So, and I was like, "Is this a function of I'm talking to 200,000 people, and inevitably some of them will say I don't under I'm taking this word in this direction instead of that." It's a complicated way of communicating. Well, and let's 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 just be honest, right? Like when this microblogging site was created in 2006, I don't think anyone had any idea that it would be deciding geopolitical concerns, right? It just wasn't built for that. No, it just wasn't built for that. Yeah, and that's why we need a new generation of platforms that learn from these things. And there's a lot of good stuff, right, that you can take from it. Like you said, empowering various voices, enabling communities, especially for folks who've might've felt marginalized their whole life in their, you know, in their immediate IRL community. It might be like, there's not a lot of people like me. You know, social media has been incredible for finding your tribes, right? But um, the systems that were designed 15, 20 years ago are not sufficient. You know, we need new solutions and they cannot just be clones. They have to be evolutions. And that's what we're focused on. I mean, when I look at what Elon has done at Twitter, not in a very short period of time, I'm, I cannot think of an analog of somebody coming into a major American corporation and changing it and ruining it that rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
Listen, I, you know, I can only speak as somebody who worked there right as that transition was happening. And I think there's a couple of things that people get wrong, right? I think number one, the people that worked at Twitter, the employees at Twitter, and many of them who are still there today are some of the most incredible, thoughtful, hardworking people you will ever meet. And if sure. you've talked to them, you know, uh, the, the, the tweets as they're, as yep. they've been affectionately called and we call each other. Um, it, it was singular because you know you had a tech company that really cared about and was fairly literate in 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 a lot of ways uh, when it came to culture, right? Like yeah. understood that social media is people and tech. It's not just tech. It's not something that you can just code your way out of. You know, purely you need to understand what people are saying and what people need. And I think that's been the biggest um, issue. And it and it's not. I don't think it's just unique to Twitter. I think a lot of other platforms too um, might for you know aren't necessarily as culturally literate as they are technically. And that's what the next wave of social media needs to be able to be. We we like to say there is no uh, you know technical competency and cultural competency are not mutually exclusive at Spill, and that's why we're going to win. Mm. Interesting, because not just Twitter, all over the place we see people come to social and they show a different side of themselves, right? Mm -hmm. On on Twitter, they are comfortable to show their their evil attackative side, right? Instagram, they're <laughs> pretending, I'm rich and everything is great. I have no problems. But they're not really giving you their real self. And you kind of wonder, how do we get to a social media space where people feel comfortable to be a little bit more of their real self? I'm not showing off. I'm not you know, yeah. engaging my meanness. I'm being me, who I would be. If if we met at brunch, we exactly. would have, like have a, like. How can we get to that? Hundred percent. I I think that that you know was one of the core ideas too that we had coming in was thinking about spill as like you were saying earlier a city or or even a, a club, right? You know yes. something that it's a privilege to be a part of. Yes. You are not entitled to be on spill. It is a privilege and. If you were walking into a physical establishment and you were antagonizing the other patrons or you were just walking up to somebody and saying some wild stuff or, you know, taking your shirt off or whatever it might be, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't fly. You'd be gone. We got yeah. bouncers for that. So we're treating Spill the same way. And I think um, establishing those norms and and ultimately, I think, rewarding that behavior, right? Like that's something we're also working heavily on is some tools and systems where it's like not just the stick, right? Not just like you do this bad thing and then you yeah. get kicked out, but more like what does it mean to actually be like a positive contributing member of, you know, our community and the, and the broader sort of, you know, uh, spill ecosystem. Uh, we've got a lot of really fun ideas that I think are going to make a huge difference because people do what they get rewarded for. And, you know, when you're on, you know, other platforms that I won't get into deeply, sometimes you get rewarded for being nasty. You know, yeah. you get rewarded for being, you know, divisive or questioning things that are obviously, you know, through any normal you know lens like obviously clear but like you said well you didn't say you you didn't like pancakes but you said you like waffles you know it's like what are we doing why let's not incentivize that let's incentivize these other things that people really need you know um i got a whole left turn we can go into about men and masculinity i've been reading a lot about that too because a lot of the you know stuff that we see 
on these platforms, you know, that some of the nastiness, not exclusively, but, you know, comes from a lot of like young men, you know, who are trying to find their voices, trying to find where they belong and all this stuff. And it's like, we need better models, you know, for how to do that in a positive way that creates value. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, we're going to be focused on too. Part of the, this is a question about, about, about spill, but because I don't want to talk about Twitter too much more, but, yeah. but part of what made Twitter when it was hot, so necessary is it seemed like everybody was there. The president, mm -hmm. LeBron, everybody. Yeah. Do you need that sort of newsmaker and celebrity to come be part of Spill so you can get to whatever cultural goals you're trying to get to? Do we, do we need Kamala and LeBron <laughs> spilling so that we can get to that? LeBron, holler at us. Come through. <laughs> you, would, you would love Spill. You would love Spill, bro. Uh, Maverick, too. The whole gang. Rich Paul, come through. Um the truth is no. I don't think I don't think it's dependent upon celebrity or those types of things, as you can see, right? Because because the problem isn't that we don't have <laughs> enough, you know, content from celebrities on social platforms or ways to get at them. I think the true problem is: do we have spaces that are fun, that are safer to be ourselves, right? Especially as Black folks and queer folks, right? It is treacherous, like to not have to scroll past racism every third post is a revelation mm -hmm. for people. I, mm -hmm. I think it's even more powerful than, than, than I anticipated it would be. You know, it's like, I saw one, one tweet of someone who was like <laughs> me on Twitter. And it's like this like angry troll devil image. And then the other half of it was me on spill. And it's like, grand rising my you know yes. like very yeah. like like inspirational you know yeah and i think that that's that's really what you know we have the opportunity to, to do and and our challenge is to be able to scale that intentionally and and i think it is about making sure that there's spaces right it's not just one big you know mashup of people but there's spaces that you can go that's very intentional um uh to find your tribes find your communities whether that's around art or music or food or books or you know, just, you know, Teray stands, whatever it is, you know, you, know, you can find it on Spill. It's, it's funny because I've dabbled on threads a little bit because I wanted to see what that was and run into some of the people I see on Spill and it'll be like, you know, you didn't see me here. <laughs> right? Like, I'm, we really are over there, right? I mean, like, you didn't see me in a white club. I really live in a black club. Don't out, out me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think that's the thing, right? I, I saw a Spill where someone was like, Spill is a place where I can come and I don't have to code switch, yes. right? Which I thought was super profound, you know? Um, and But, but I'm yeah. waiting for, as it, as it grows, because Black Twitter was beautiful, but it was mm -hmm. also, there, there, there was a schism in the community, right? And there mm -hmm. were times when folks were like, you blue checks, Blah blah blah, and you know the 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 blue checks would be like, why are you attacking me, right? And we, <laughs> I'm sure we said things that that you know the other folks were like, we don't appreciate when you say it. So then you wonder at some point, you know, do you have kind of two kinds of spillers? And some folks are like, you know, like what what's going on with them? We don't really like them, the the moneyed spillers or the whatever. <laughs> Yeah, listen, as any community evolves, right, and especially as it grows, you have, you know, different groups with different needs. But I think, you know, the point of Spill, right, is community first. It's so that you, Ture, can 
experience and participate, you know, in community, uh, in a, in a digital social space that is natural to you in the same way you would connect with, you know, other folks, you know, in, in real life. And that's going to look different for different folks. And let's, let's also be clear. Obviously black folks are not a monolith. <laughs> we right. got, we got, we got the blurs, we got the ratchet folks, we yes. got you know, yes. like yes. all kinds. And, and so we need spaces for all. And that's the beauty of these types of platforms is we can make those spaces, um, for everyone. Do you foresee, do you plan on doing some sort of verified or blue check sort of thing? Yeah, we, I think the important thing is to disconnect blue check from status versus authenticity i think that's where the whole verified thing got messed up because it became a literal badge of status that like i am a first class citizen yeah. <laughs> of this platform versus yeah. i am actually who i say i am yeah. right and that's what we have to do you know practically speaking especially when you scale because of impersonations and all kinds of things we don't want people thinking they're following another toure and it's not the real toure um <laughs> <laughs> or anything of that nature but no, that's i think really we wanted, important to... it's super important but we don't want to what we don't want to do is turn it into a status game like okay. oh i got very you know whatever we end up calling it you know yeah. uh, you know I'm a, I'm a i'm a blue check on spill or something like that i don't i don't think that that creates as much value as people think it does i think that was one of the miscalculations from some of these other platforms that people would pay you know for you know some sort of like status which is ridiculous one tiny bit of feedback that i would give and i wonder if other people think about this um because i spent a lot of time uh creating publications in college and in my 20s or whatever so i think a lot about the way that words align on a page mm. And when I write a spill, you give me this font and it looks this way. And then when I publish it, the font gets smaller. And and I'm like, I would have changed the word. So it was all mm -hmm. on one line or the two lines met and there's no widow. And I don't know if you're aware of that, if you're addressing that, like, or like, what do you think about that? No, I think it's great feedback. And this is exactly why we do beta, right? Like we wanted to when we initially set out to do this, the other thing Devars and I talked about was there's never going to be another Twitter or yeah. there's never another anything <laughs> in this world. Yeah, We need to do something that's next, right? And challenge ourselves to really pull something special out, um, you know, from a design standpoint, from a community standpoint, from a technological standpoint that hasn't been seen before. And let's, and let's really push it. And so, yeah, the text being so big and the spills, you know, having the the design that they have and, and the interface and the colors, you know, it's different for sure. And it's not perfect <laughs> no, by no way, shape or form. And we need, that's why we need feedback from the community, especially folks, you know, like yourself who are incredible with words, you know, and have been for a long time because we want this to be effective, right? We want this to be a place where communication, like you said, is effectively, um, delivered and effectively received, right? You're able to create and you're able to receive with the with the right intentions. So that's great feedback for us. You do make me think when, cause Twitter, I was like, I mean, I can do a writing game all day long, right? Like hey, now you're in my wheelhouse, but you're making me think, <laughs> gotta find the right image either, you know, that mm -hmm. fits with it. I did one that I was really proud of. Um, and my son was looking over my shoulder, he's like, that the words don't fit with the picture, but I'm like, that's the point. Cause I wrote, we deserve reparations. And then I found 
uh, a gif of a black woman just like twirling, right? In this <laughs> rainbow dress. And it sort of totally. suggested like freedom and care, you know, like carefree and like joy. And I'm like, yes, like nobody would think to put those two things together. And that's like what gives it more, like one plus one is three. And mm -hmm. I, I was like, yes. Like I started to be like, this is, this could be my little way of doing spill, my little spill style. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the, but you make you know like the game that you're asking me to play is really interesting. It's really working on you. Totally, and I'm I'm so happy to hear that. And I know, especially with the litany of other projects that are you know coming out, it's like some people are reverting to like the the most basic. Like we will give you exactly the same experience. Mm. <laughs> like over here, you literally don't need to learn anything different. We will make this so easy for you. And da da da. And I'm like. I just think that's a miss. I think it's a missed opportunity, you know, to really advance and move things forward. And yeah, it's a risk to ask people to, you know, create something new. But I think when we look at the history of, you know, just social platforms, every platform's had its own language, right? Every platform's had its own. But you you're know, a millennial, style. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. See, it's a little bit easier for you guys as digital natives <laughs> to learn new things. For yeah. Gen Xers, it's like, oh, my God, it's a new game. Oh, my God, how do we do this? <laughs> it took oh, me a well, year to understand how do I fit on Instagram, right? It took me like six months to figure out what am I going to do on TikTok? You know, I got – Spill, I got it a little faster, but like, yeah. you know, for you, it's easier. For us, it's like, oh, my God, how do I do this? I know, I know. And it's – well, especially with like so many things coming out, <laughs> you know, so it's like, where do I go? Oh, all that stuff. But I think long term, you know, for, for what we're building – um, having new ways for people to express something that's unique because we want people to not just come to spill, you know, because it's, you know, the community and the mission and everything we've laid out, but also you're going to see a different side of yourself on spill. You're going to express it. You know, the terrain you get on spill is probably unlike the terrain that exists in any other digital space. And while there's an, an initial, like, uh, I got to develop some new muscles over the long term. I think we'll be looking back five, 10 years from now at your spills and be like, oh man, remember those early spills? And now look at you and you're like, <laughs> you know, fluid me. You got a, you know, you got some TED talk somewhere where your spills are in the background and it's Love big that. and it's visual and it's, you know, you publish a book of spills. Oh, ooh. that's actually, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Wouldn't it be dope? Wouldn't it be dope? That'd be a dope, dope coffee table. See, the last thing I ask everybody who comes on the show, what does being black mean to you? And, mm. you know, it is your, your love of the community, your pride in our cultural power and innovation is so clear. And you have made this whole new platform for us to be black and happy and joyful and, you know, but like, what, what does it, what does it mean to you? The first word that comes to mind is home. Yes. You know, uh, and coming home and, um, uh, my father, um, uh, passed away two years ago uh, from COVID. And wow. I actually uh, didn't meet him until I was uh, 20 years old. My, my parents split when I was young, but um, my, my roots, my family roots are very deep in North Carolina. We go back uh, definitely to slavery. Um, wow. And one of the things that um, 
I, I spent about three months in North Carolina uh, taking care of him before he passed. And, you know, it's one of those things you lose a parent, right? It's just, it's super difficult. Um, but I think especially because, you know, culturally, right. It matters so much to me, you know, because it's, it's, it's my connection to who I am and how I exist in the world and, you know, have, have, you know, really had to build that for myself as many of us do. And so when, um, you know, I was talking to some of my aunties uh, who started reaching out when they heard and and I, I met so many of them. It was so amazing. And I was really obviously torn up and they were like, don't don't be sad because he's going home. Mm. And we and down south, you know, and I'm sure other black communities, we don't talk about funerals. We talk about home goings. Mm -hmm. And I it changed my entire life when she told me that she was like, he's going home. And in some ways it was it was a way for me to really know that you know that's always been there it's always been my home it always will be my home and so that's what black culture black community um all of that means to me home Thanks so much to my man Fonz for a great interview and for Spill thanks to you for listening and sticking with us. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality and maybe this show can help. You can find me on Spill at Torre, sometimes on Twitter at Torre, definitely on Instagram at Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jennifer Brown. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our booker is Claudia Jean, and we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back next Wednesday with more amazing guests. Why? Because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids, and everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real, so I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.